Welcome back to another Mercado Commodity Update. As always, if you enjoy these updates, please share them with your friends and give us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever else you listen to this podcast. Uh, we're just going to jump straight into it, uh, cover off grains, and then we'll move on to the other guys. The last week, or last two weeks really, we've seen some pretty substantial rainfall in New South Wales and Victoria. Uh, some people have missed out, but the majority seem to have received pretty good falls and that's that's definitely good uh, good news for the coming season. It gives us something to actually uh, look forward to. Fingers crossed, and touch wood, and whatever all the rain dances we can do to ensure that you know we continue to get the rains as we come through. Uh, that has resulted in ASX futures uh, dropping again. So we saw that back in April we we're up close to three hundred forty dollars a ton. Uh, then it, just before these rains, it fell down to you know around about that sort of three twenty. Now it traded on Friday at three hundred and two dollars a ton. And it's, it seems to be trying to breach that sort of 300 mark. And that's largely off the back of a little bit more surety of the coming season. Uh, we, one of the reasons why we put this out on Monday rather than Friday is that we had the Worcester report out on Friday evening. We thought, well, that's going to be potentially a big driver of the markets. And we thought it's better off to wait till Monday. So that was uh, very bearish for wheat when it came out. And we've seen uh, prices falling back on CBOT. So week on week, CBOT is around about $10 down. So from, if we're looking at the December 19 futures, it's gone from about $245 a ton down to $235 a ton. One of the reasons for that big decline is just this, the fact that around the world, they are producing you know a lot of grain and almost every country out there is having a year-on-year increase in production. Uh, Australia, clearly, they've got a forecast of, you know, 30% more than last year, but that's starting off a pretty low base. But even countries like Iran, Iran's looking like it's going to produce 15% more uh, more wheat year on year, which is from 14.5 million up to about close to 17 million tonnes. And it's, you know, the same picture is, you know, across almost every major wheat-growing country, you know, Ukraine. Looks like it's going to produce a record crop. Uh, Russia has got the potential for a record crop. And what's largely meant is that we've now got this coming year, you know, USDA are forecasting that we're uh, about 770 million tons of wheat, which would be a record uh, production of wheat in the world. And then that's causing uh, stocks to increase dramatically to about 293 million tons, which would make it, again, record end stocks at the end of this year. So I guess what's really happened is the world's producing a lot of grain and domestic demand doesn't really or sorry, global demand only increases in a sort of linear fashion. So we are going to end up with, you know, a lot of stocks at the end of this marketing season, and we are going to end up with a lot of production this year. So I guess one of the things to remember is that these are still just forecasts, and, you know, largely, you know, a lot of things could change between now and the end of the year. But as we get closer, things are looking, you know, relatively positive. So I think we just always got to be aware, and I've been saying this for months, that you got to remember that the prices in Australia at the moment are priced off of a drought premium. And uh, we have got to make sure that you are aware that we will at some point come back to pricing more like the rest of the world. And we will see sort of uh, some some downward pressure on prices as uh, as stocks come into play. So I'm going to pass you off to Matt and he'll cover off on livestock. Oh, thanks, Andrew. Um, so this week, we'll have a quick look at cattle and sheep. 
Um, interesting development in cattle. We had uh, adjustments to MLA's um, predictions for the for the cattle market outlook for April. Uh, they're now looking at uh, seeing a decline in the herd of um, 7.7%, and that's up from about 3.9% from the January outlook. Uh, so what's been driving that? Uh, we spoke about it the week prior. We've seen quite a, a reasonable size um, female cattle slaughter, and that's uh, continuing uh, into March. So we are still drawing down the herd, but also the um, results of uh, the those terrible floods up in the far north of Queensland have seen uh, the amount of cattle uh, that have died there revised up to around 660,000 uh, by last count. So that's pretty much the, the two things combined, the um, the uh, continuation of the destocking and that uh, result of the flooding up in the north of Queensland has seen about a million head uh, reduced off, off the estimates for um, MLA for cattle uh, this year. So that's going to have a significant impact when, when we're starting to get some rain now in, in parts of the country. Uh, if this continues and we and we get a reasonable uh, winter, it'll set us up for the beginnings of a of a rebuild into uh, later this season, and and so we're going to see younger cattle, and in particular, uh, heifers and breeding stock, uh, quite uh, under quite a lot of demand if uh, if this rain continues. Uh, turning to sheep, uh, we had a look at um, a, a covering the live sheep trade. Uh, twice actually, so we did a piece uh, during the week earlier, and then and then we had a look at. Um, uh, the impact of uh, a closure of the live sheep trade and, and what would the impact be on the on the eastern markets rather than the western markets uh, for regular listeners you'd know that uh, in the in the west it's a significant part of the uh, the offtake 30 percent of of the west australian offtake of sheep goes to the live trade uh, however it's a much smaller uh, number in the east and 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 so we're looking to see what the um well, the impact of a, of a ban to the trade would do if we saw sheep coming across the Nullarbor and undertook some modelling at Makata and we found that for every 100,000 head of sheep that were to travel across from west to east, uh, it would impact the mutton price in the east and decline the mutton price by about three cents for every 100,000 head. Um, you know, so it's, it doesn't sound like a lot, but obviously it's the big the big key is um, how many sheep would come across from west to east should they have a, uh, a ban imposed and, and that offtake that they usually rely on for the live trade in the west if, if they were to make their way across to the east we would start to see a bit of an impact it's a matter of just how many come across um that's about it um thanks andrew